Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. This story continues to provide proof that people will go to great lengths, expose themselves to huge risk, and greatly endanger the lives of others just to steal anything, anytime, and anywhere. Police in the Bronx are saying these armed robbers may have been a little bit hangry when they walked into a Little Caesars pizza on Labor Day, when they whipped out a big knife and held the place up. As you might expect, grizzled New Yorkers aren't about to give in to demands like that so easily, and the crew in the pizza joint fought back. Police say, fortunately, there were no injuries in the ensuing ruckus, and all that was stolen was one pizza. <laughs> Can you imagine going to jail over... A pizza. Oh. <laughs> well, Cliff, I saw this morning that Nike's yeah. latest shoe can yep. be unlaced just by using your Apple Watch. Really? Yes. That's interesting. Which explains their new slogan, I believe. Just do it. Unless it requires, you know, bending over. Cause that sounds like your motto. That is well. <laughs> I'm not a bender. I'll say that. I know, Cliff, that some mornings this just happens and you can't do anything about it. It's what's like that? you're over busy, and that's what's happening today with you're, me. You're over busy. Yes, things aren't working out right. You start to do something, it messes yeah. up. You got to go back yeah. and get you farther behind time. I'm busier this morning, Cliff, yeah. than Gordon Ramsay trying to come up with new cuss words, and that's pretty tough. <laughs> that's busy. You know, they beat most of that stuff out. Isn't that not true whenever you see that? That is true. I mean, why does he have to come up with new ones? Because they're going to beep them out anyway. Well, that is a good thought. I mean, he's wasting his time. <laughs> he should just go with the standard cuss words. Except, right, because they're going to get beeped out. And I know the standard ones. As do I. <laughs> yeah, I've heard them from you. <laughs> On our Facebook page this yep. morning, Weed and Cliff in the mm, morning, yeah. there's the question, what should be named after you? And we've had several responses, but the one that <laughs> sticks out with me is from Kyler, who says, yep. what should be named after them is a mountain or a library <laughs> or something. But hey, I'll settle for an odor. Kyler would like an odor. An odor? Yes, named after them. That is pretty impressive. Who would have thought of that? To have an odor named after them. Yes. They smell so good or so bad, they're Kyler smelling. If it's up to us to do the naming of the smell, it's going to be a bad one. It's going to be, yes. <laughs> Read the winds of Hurricane Dorian just now moving away from the Carolinas as the people of parts of the Bahamas left putting their lives back together after the total destruction left in the storm's wake. And volunteers set to help are loading boats and planes to haul things out to the islands, that they'll need to do that. A lot of those goods will be donated, and undoubtedly you've heard of some of the major corporate donations in recent days. For instance, Disney giving a million dollars. Heck, I even story, saw a story online about a random, unidentified dude checking out a co at a Costco. He was buying a hundred generators with his own money that he planned on donating to the Bahamian relief effort. But if you're considering donating, you might need to know what's needed the most. 
And apparently, according to the Center for International Z Disaster Information, some people need to know what not to donate, as the group has published a list of things that have been donated during past disasters that have only hindered relief efforts and not helped. Some of those would seem obvious. There's no use in donating perishable food, like, say, fresh meat, to a place that has no refrigeration. Oh, and don't take your expired food down there either. Used clothing also bad because it requires an enormous amount of manpower to sort and clean and then likely is going to end up being moldy because it's going to get wet anyway and there'll be no place to put it when it gets there. Some less obvious as the Bahamas has no need for your chandeliers, weight loss drinks, or prom dresses. <laughs> and finally, there's no need to make any donations of livestock. So don't take your pigs, cows, or chickens down to the local relief station. Drats. <laughs> that chicken! Yes. You could have taken the chicken. That's well, obviously I can't take the chicken now. No, 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 they don't want your chicken. Well, Cliff, it's 716. Yeah. I guess I'm just stuck with that prom dress that I never got to use. <laughs> Wait, you have a prom dress? Well, you know. You bought a prom dress. From a long time ago, yes. Were you going to wear the prom dress to the prom? I don't know about that. I just have one. Just, Why would you have a I've prom dress? I randomly have one at my house. So you have women's clothing at your house that you'd never worn with the intention of wearing until you purchased it. Is that what you're saying? Man, kind of. <laughs> but I've been waiting for a natural disaster to get rid of it. Right, but they don't want a prom dress I as could, a donation. thought I could throw it in on the sly with all no, the other random stuff. All the other random stuff you're not supposed to d donate either. So that's an out now. <laughs> so you don't want my chicken. <laughs> no. You don't want my, my prom, prom dress. dress. No. So... If you have a prom dress, and I give, I'm assuming it's your size. Well, it was at it one was time. At one time. I don't know now. Okay. I've, I've grown a little. <laughs> what other women's clothing do you have that we don't know about? I don't think we need to go there. <laughs> so there is some, is what you're saying. No, I didn't say that. I just said we don't need to go there. I'm just saying. I'm just saying we don't need to go you, there. You didn't deny. <laughs> well, it's September the 6th, and you know what that means. Of course. Just, no. Christmas. That's right, Cliff. What, what, what are you done? I have it, no idea what you're talking it's about. It's September the 6th, yeah. and that means we're all thinking about Christmas. Okay. And here's your first new Christmas product of this young season. Okay. And boy, it's a weird one, too. Uh-oh. A distillery in Scotland is selling yeah. ornaments filled with different flavors of gin, <laughs> which is kind of cool in itself, Cliff. That's different. That is different. Yeah. They have one that is a bright green yeah. gin that uh -huh. tastes like Brussels sprouts. Why would you make alcohol that tastes like Brussels sprouts? Well, they say, Cliff, yeah. that it delivers a pleasantly sweet and slightly nutty flavor. Slightly nutty flavor. I've okay. had Brussels sprouts. Yeah. I can't stand the things. Yes. There is nothing pleasantly sweet yeah. or nutty tasting about them to me. How about you? No. But would I want no. an ornament filled with gin? Yes. Absolutely. Ornament filled with bourbon? Oh, yes. <laughs> you folks there in Kentucky, yeah. you need to get busy for this Christmas season. They could bring it oh, to Oh, they totally club. could. I mean, they've got that stuff sitting out in the barrels there. They just whip up some ornaments and fill them up. I mean, what do you think, Cliff? You yeah. wake up on Christmas morning and there's an entire yeah. tree and every ornament that's on there... <laughs> we'll get you plastic. ...is drinkable, <laughs> yes. <sighs> Merry Christmas, everybody! And yeah. to all a good night. <laughs> well, I know absolutely nothing about hockey. 
And so when really? I saw the name this morning, yeah. Sidney Crosby, it meant nothing to me. Well, he's but a the, huge NHL player, one of the biggest one. I mean, as in terms of fame and skills and abilities, yes. Well, it meant nothing to me. Oh, okay. And when I saw the in the headline yeah. the word jockstrap, <laughs> I had to dig a little deeper here and find well, out who this guy was. I mean, I think that's just our general nature, yes. how we are. Whenever someone writes a news story with the word jockstrap in it, it's going to grab our attention. That's right. And so I looked it up, and you're right, Cliff. He's a superstar hockey player. Huge. For the Pittsburgh Penguins. Right. And he says in the article that ever since high school, he has worn the same (laughs) jockstrap every single game, every single practice. (laughs) And so there's a lesson to be learned here, Cliff. What's if that? All of you young men, mm-hmm. and possibly ladies in well, the future. I mean, it, it could happen. Nothing wrong with that, but no. especially the men. Yeah. If you would like to be a potential NHL superstar, yeah. it's this kind of long term dedication <laughs> to a complete <laughs> disregard of your personal hygiene <laughs> that could get you into the big leagues. That's right. Take your yes. hygiene and throw it away. <laughs> It has nothing to do with your skills, your practice, your dedication, the amount of hours that you put in. It's all about your stinky jockstrap. That's exactly right. <laughs> you keep it and keep going with it. And that is just in time for oh, breakfast. Oh, mercy. We'd, anytime a hurricane hits the Carolinas, these questions arise from animal lovers, and with Dorian it has been no different. Because there's a herd of wild horses that inhabit the Outer Bank Islands of North Carolina. Every time a storm churns in the Atlantic, PETA or some other group thinks the humans should be rounding up those wild horses and making sure they're safe. But DNR officials say, not so fast there, cowboy. The banker horse is a feral breed descendant from what the Spanish conquistadors brought to this country 500 years ago and have been basically living wild on that narrow strip of land since the 16th century. So they pretty well take care of themselves, even during a hurricane. When all the humans are evacuating, they stay, bunched up together under trees, and when things really get bad, they put their butts to the wind. (laughs) Not so fast, cowboy. I like that. Not so fast, cowboy. Well, they found this in New Jersey, Cliff, of all places. What is it? A two-headed rattlesnake. And when I first read that, I immediately went with, there's got to be a lawyer joke somewhere in here. Oh, clearly. But oddly enough, yeah. even though that might scare you, and yeah. it would scare me if I ever saw yeah, a two-headed snake. Because the only thing that's worse than a rattlesnake is one rattlesnake with two mouths. Yes. But they say, yeah. Cliff, yeah. that it's extremely dangerous for the rattlesnake to have two heads. <laughs> I could think of the, some situations that, you know, the arguments of, what you're going to have for dinner if you were as a rattlesnake <laughs> with two right. heads. No, that's exactly right. You know. Yeah, would you like some rabbit for dinner? No, I want a squirrel. No, I want rabbit. Or, yeah. what do you want for dinner? I don't care. What do you want? <laughs> How about rabbit? Nah, I'm not really wanting rabbit. <laughs> okay, then we're going to go get a squirrel. Nah, you know, squirrel, we had that two weeks ago, and I'm still digesting okay, on that. Okay, I'm run out of stuff to feed you. Yes. <laughs> You know, Margaret, we've been around this block slithering around here yes. for two times now, right. and you still haven't made up your mind on which animal we want to eat. <laughs> I 
can you not see the problem? No, I totally there? can see that. And then there's going to be a fight breakout, yeah. and this one head is going to bite the other head, and the squirrel or this rattlesnake, and they're going to kill one another. That's it. Yes. No wonder they're so rare. <sighs> or then, yeah. if they don't kill each other, yeah. the silence when you're that close to somebody else. Oh, it's deafening. Oh, mercy. <laughs> Well, Cliff, on our Facebook page, the question is there, what should be named after you? Now, earlier this morning, in case you missed it, one of our Facebook friends said an odor should be named after them. An odor. Yes. That's right. (laughs) That's pretty impressive right there. But I am surprised this morning Uh by the number of respondents that want a hurricane named after them. Of all things to be named after, hurricane. That's unusual. Some are sad. That there's never been a hurricane named after them. And that got me to thinking, Cliff. Yeah. Perhaps we should quit using people's names. Why would we do as that? hurricanes. Use mm-hmm. like cartoon characters. Oh. I mean, I remember years ago, all the hurricanes were named after women. Yes. And then someone said, that's kind of sexist, and so now it's mixed up. Well. One's a man, one's a woman. I don't like that woman's name from being a kid and that horrible hurricane that went through uh, oh, New oh, Orleans oh. years ago. Oh, uh, Hurricane Camille? Yes. That was like from the 60s, like 68 or something like that. I still I remember, remember that. that. Right. In fact, if you go to Biloxi, Mississippi, there's a like a large fishing boat. We're talking like a 50-foot boat that's sitting like 200 yards from shore wow. on, the, on the ground. And that's where the hurricane blew it, and he just left it there and made a museum out of it. I mean, it, it was devastating. You know, Cliff? Yeah? How about a hurricane weed? <laughs> That guy from the Weather Channel, it's always there. Jim Cantore. Can you not see him right now in Florida? (laughs) On the east coast of Florida doing a live report. Standing like knee-deep in the waves, right on the coastline, the wind whipping and the water. They wear safety glasses when all this is going on. Yes. Yeah. He's announcing the entire community on the eastern seaboard has been evacuated for hurricane weed. Yeah. And then he turns around and he goes... I see something coming through the through the mist of rain. <laughs> yeah. It looks like a bus. Uh-huh. Is that? Yes, it is. Yeah, what is it? It's Willie Nelson <laughs> along with Snoop Dogg. You know they'd be there. You know they would be. There'd be a concert. That's right. <laughs> Cliff, if I asked you, Jim. what county is the town of Princeton in, you would say? Gibson. And if I asked you, Evansville? Vandenberg. Poseyville. Posey. And Vincennes. Knox. Very good. Thank you. Now, you would think yeah. that if you had a town or a city mm-hmm. in a county, yeah. that it would be a part of that county. That county. No, you're absolutely right. And you, you would, I mean, the only exception that comes to mind is Washington, D.C., which is not really a part of any state, let alone a county. That's right. But did you know that there are independent cities scattered throughout the United States? I did not know that at all. That are not a part of a county. I had no idea. I know. But you will if you hang with us Okay. as we take it to the bank coming up uh, here on the Morning Road This show. is all about take it to the bank? Oh, yes. Independent oh, cities. They Alrighty. stand on their own. Cool. And it's time now. Once I get my throat clear. <laughs> are, you, are you sure? To take it to the bank. Yes. Well, the Cliff, only thing we're taking to the bank today is phlegm. Yes. <laughs> So that's pretty well what it is. But on our Take It to the Bank today, I want you to know that there are 41 
independent cities in the United States. Okay. Which means they aren't a part of any county. Now, 38 of these 41 happen to be in one state. Really? The state of Virginia. Okay. But the other three that are kind of surprising, Baltimore, Maryland, Mm -hmm. Carson City, Nevada, and St. Louis, Missouri. Really? Not a part of the county that they're in. I had no idea that St. Louis was not a part of whatever county that is. Yes. I didn't either, Cliff. Yeah. And so now you know as we take it to the bank. Cliff, we got a text message in. Yeah. And I'm not making this up. You can take a peek at it yourself, no, Cliff. Oh, I, I watched sure. the conversation. So. And basically the text message says, yeah. I'm trying to trap a cougar. <laughs> now that's an odd text message to get, Cliff, here on the Morning Road Show. And we get some strange ones, and I we, love no, them. No, we totally do. I it's, love the it's strange ones. It's a lot ones. of fun, but that is that is more on the unusual side, because rarely do we hear anyone trying to trap a cougar. Yes, <laughs> and if you catch one of these things, what yeah. do you do with a cougar? <laughs> I don't... I don't. Dinner in a movie? No, no, no. It's Heavy a, petting in the balcony? No, <laughs> it's a... You've got issues. You've got issues. I said yesterday I have no issue. Well, you've got them now. No, I'm wondering what you would do with one of these things. After you catch a cougar. Yes, and I also asked the question to our texting friend. What kind of bait do you use to catch a cougar? And the reply was bacon. (laughs) You put bacon in the cougar trap. That's what he says. Well, if you put bacon in the cougar trap, the only thing you're going to catch is a couple of morning show guys. (laughs) I mentioned that to him, too. And do you really want us outside your house windows some night, Cliff and I? Sniffing around for bacon. And the reply was, oh, God, no. (laughs) So I'm wondering why the fuss about this cougar. What's going on with this cougar? Why he's trying to trap this thing. I mean, do we know who this is? Yes. Who is it? It's Matt Hawking. Oh, well, he lives on a farm, right? That's true. Probably has chickens. My guess is, and it's just a guess, that the cougar is getting into his chickens. Oh. Well, if Matt Hawking actually yeah. does catch this cougar, yeah, I hope he gets a hold of you, Cliff. <laughs> Why? Because then you guys could arrange, you know, yeah. to get that cougar yeah. over to my house and release him. <laughs> so he could catch your chicken. Yes. Because <laughs> Matt has chickens he's trying to keep. You have one you're trying to get rid of. Yes, and a cougar could help me out here. You're probably right. Plus, it would be kind of cool <laughs> to walk outside. A cougar could help you out here. Yes. You're a desperate man. No, no, no. It's ah. <laughs> Cliff, anything said today? Phrases of a day, starboard number three, and comes courtesy of the Associated Press. The judge was not amused. That's really something you never want to hear said. Never. <laughs> number two, it's all about your stinky jockstrap. The number one morning road show phrase for today has to be, what do you do with a cougar after you catch it? And the answer is dinner and a movie and heavy petting in the balcony. All right, okay. It's 10 o'clock. Here's your news. If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.